Hey folks, Ben here, just to let you know that Play Along Podcast is a very spoiler-heavy podcast. If you're looking to avoid spoilers for the game that we are playing, then do not listen to this episode. We will delve into a lot of detail about the plot of the game, so when you're ready to hear the plot, then please come back and listen then, and we hope that you enjoy nonetheless. This episode in particular is going to cover some very adult themes. We're going to be talking about self-harm, mutilation of a corpse, death, mental health issues, particularly psychosis. So if those are topics that you're not comfortable hearing about, then please do not listen to this episode. We want everyone to stay safe and don't want anybody to be distressed by what we talk about from the material of this game. We love you all and thank you very much. Hello friends, welcome to another episode of Play Along Podcast, the podcast where we play through games and have voice cracks. I'm your host, one of your hosts, Jared, and I'm here with Ben and Kai. Kai's back, he's here. Everybody missed you. Woo-hoo! The forgotten hey. host. The forgotten host. <laughs> how was um how was Chicago? It was good. It was a nice, was nice it, little break. Was it indeed windy? Uh, it was not windy. It was hot, though. It was so hot. Mm. Uh, okay. I also, Jared gave me the plague before I left. Uh, and I'm still You're recovering welcome. from oh, that. So. Nice little going Great. away gift. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> here you go. Like, oh, okay. I gave him a nice Thanks. little a peck on the cheek, and I gave him my virus. Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I was very like congested the last episode. That's because I was sick. And I gave more so than usual. More, yeah, exactly. More so, more so than I usually am. And I give that to Kai as you can see he's uh, dying right now. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, but I'm glad I'm glad you guys are you guys are doing well. Yeah, Sur- surviving the plague. Um, yeah. So Kai was mm-hmm. not here for. What? <clears throat> are you good? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I'm good. Thank you. I always forget to bring it back to me, and I'm glad you always point that out, Ben, because I am doing good. I had fun with this, this game. Isn't, this isn't I, about you. You're right. You're right. This is me just talking to the two of you. I'm interviewing you guys. Actually, I'm not actually a part of this uh, this podcast here. um but yes in the last episode we wrapped up our time with martha is dead we washed our hands with that and and put it into the wayside but kai like you're saying was not present for that episode so you will be giving kind of your final thoughts on what you thought about martha is dead and kind of kind of giving as succinctly as possible bad bad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's as succinct as possible. There you go. You can um, you can be long as as long as you want. There's no rules here. Yeah, I mean I'm over it. There's too much time that's passed since I've had to think about that's it fair. to be honest. So That's fair. Generally interesting set of concepts that ultimately did not tie together into make something interesting or worthwhile. Yeah. I think that uh, between the amount of bugs and just bad development uh, and the fact that the story didn't make a bit of goddamn sense throughout the sense. most most of the game. Um, vapid, empty characters and a very passive protagonist. Um, you didn't like Lupo? 
Uh, I couldn't tell you one fun fact about Lupo other than he might be. Part <laughs> he of the was resistance. in the resistance. That was it. That was his fun fact. Um. Yeah, I mean, it. It. I think that they could have done it really well. I think that the yeah. ending with the crosses and the dolls and the weird masks, <laughs> like, <laughs> once again, interesting concept. Uh, maybe could have tied into a different game better, but but overall, was a flop, um, and it's sad. It's sad when that happens, especially with something that's a strong idea, as Martha's dead. Yeah. But, uh, but ultimately, did not deliver, uh, and I probably wouldn't recommend it. It's also weird how... unless they were like, "I, I want to play a bad game." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to play a bad game with a confusing story and lots of bugs. Well, do I have the game for you? It's also weird how like the the puppets and the puppet theater were one of the better points of the game yeah for illustrating like some of the themes that it talked about and it right. only comes up in that last like half an hour well that's what we were kind of uh, referencing in our, uh, that last episode that in the beginning of this last section that we played until almost like the end that there's like a small section in the middle there where things start to become interesting and start to become compelling and start to become like paced and written well and, and they tackle the themes, I think, in a good way, and then that kind of just all falls apart once you get towards the end of the game. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Uh, and also, that doesn't make up for the entire rest of the game not doing any of those things either. Yeah. I I remember vaguely you saying that Kai thought this was uh, worse than Super Mario RPG. Is that like a... Is that the threshold that. we're going with now? Yeah, it's exactly. Not, <laughs> it's, it's not worse. I mean, I definitely hate hated Super Mario RPG more than playing through this. It's worse in the sense that Super Mario RPG is a game I knew I wasn't going to like, and it was bad, and that's satisfying, and that makes me feel good, because I'm like, oh, look. You know, <laughs> I was right. You're like, I was right. Martha is Dead is a game that should, that for everything it is, should have been good. It had everything going yeah. for it. Uh, on paper, it makes a lot of sense, and it seems like something that'd be really interesting and then yeah. you play it and you're like oh that's even more disappointing because this could have been great It'd very be really easily uh, they just can't make a good game and then that's sad that you know that's even more yeah. of a waste it's a waste of a story and that's it's really in, it'd be interesting to see if they do a post-mortem on it you know like sometimes when games yeah don't kind of our flop yeah but that's the thing though is as we said before like based yeah. on review scores and stuff it wasn't a flop no yeah, that's true that's very true um, yeah, so that's that was our thoughts on Martha's Dead. If you want to hear me and Ben rant more about Martha's Dead, that was in our last episode. Uh, but now we move on to a game that, in almost every sense of the word, is the complete opposite of, of Martha is Dead, uh, which is Kirby's Dream Course. Kirby's Dream Course. Oh, okay. You're passing it off to me. Uh, so, Kirby's Dream Course released in 1994 for the mm. Super Nintendo Entertainment System, developed by HAL Laboratory and Nintendo EAD, which I did look up. Um, it's like Electronic Arts Division, I think it means. Oh, I didn't know about that. Interesting. Yeah, because uh, fun fact, Nintendo started off making playing cards. That was their yeah. very first thing back in the 1800s. So I'm assuming they have different Crazy development. Um, How Laboratory sounds familiar. 
I feel like they were very uh, crucial in like the golden age of Nintendo, like like NES and SNES era. Um, They're all Kirby games. Is it all of? Okay, well there we go. Yeah. Uh, Laboratory published... is responsible for the Kirby games. Yeah, it was pu- was published by Nintendo, um, and it is essentially a golf game in which Kirby is the ball. And how you... could how could you go wrong? You just, How did you go around with that? That you that. essentially go around cre- catching creatures that give you yeah. some give you abilities, some don't. Mm-hmm. And then when the penultimate creature is captured, the last creature turns into a hole, and you get a star for each creature, two stars for the final hole, and yeah. you just play a course of like nine holes uh, in two-player, like multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting game. Uh, the thing we do here on Play Along Podcast is at the beginning of our series or at the start of our interstitials, we'll go around and kind of gauge our own experiences or knowledge with the game prior to playing it for the podcast. Um, I'll just start. I mean, I knew about Kirby's Dream Chorus. Obviously, I know about Kirby. Kirby, Kirby is immensely popular and has, like you said, been around since the early 90s and everything like that with loads and loads of games. Um, I had not played Kirby's Dream Chorus prior to playing it for the podcast here but i definitely had heard about it i've heard not like glowing reviews like people like saying that like yeah it's it's pretty good but not like saying like like on the opposite spectrum when we were playing super mario rpg where people were like this is a classic you have to play this it's a, it's a masterpiece i hadn't heard that kind of conversation from kirby's dream course but i didn't really hear any like negatives about it either mm. yeah what about you kai how what was your experience or exposure to kirby's dream course if, if any, before the podcast. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, I had never heard of it. I know what a Kirby is. Uh, I was a Kirby main <laughs> I, in Smash. I have Kirby. Because I was oh, a basic bitch Kirby for, man in for Smash. a very, very long time. I'm not anymore. I grew up. <laughs> You've grown out, grown uh, out of your Kirby usage. But yeah, I mean, I didn't know this game existed. And yeah. it's interesting hearing someone describe it as golf. I mean, I, I guess, kind of. Yeah. It feels more like pool. If I, if yeah, I it has like D, it has like DNA of both of those, but definitely yeah. I would say probably leans more towards pool than it does golf. See, I always equated it to golf. I don't know why. Just in my head, I was like, yeah, it's golf. Kirby um, golf. Just because I think because of the chipping, I think that's what made me sort of think of it. Like I think that. that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's also it's also called Dream Course. So. That's right. true. That's true. Um, for me personally, my first introduction to this was actually through game grumps youtube channel yep. someone in our discord had pointed That's out I that, it. and i was going to mention it as well that the game grumps played this on their channel and loved this game so much that it launched probably one of the most amazing fan art projects that i've ever seen put together yeah it's um, kind of wild a bunch of fans i can't remember how many but it was in the double digits basically got mm. together and did a rom hack of kirby's dream course called grump stream course where they replaced all of the creatures with references to game grumps uh, so they fun. edited the kirby when uh, at the end of the course the person who gets the whole last goes into like a spaceship and shoots up yeah and dan made a comment about how it looked like kirby was flipping somebody off and so they programmed the sprite to be flipping somebody off while they were going up in the spaceship oh it's there great. was like over a over a hundred courses it's a fucking funny series um it's fantastic watching but, watching the two of them play it and get frustrated at one another is fantastic yeah it, it's great and so 
that was the first time I heard of it and when we finished Martha is Dead or when we was getting towards the end I was like eh, what do I play yeah. we need a palette cleanser and yeah. then I found out that Kirby was on the Nintendo Switch Online and I was like well you can't you can't go wrong we all have Nintendo Switch Online so yeah it's worth checking it out I was just looking as well at how laboratory like what they've made mm-hmm. um, they've done all the Kirby games like you said mm-hmm. uh Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Stadium, the original Super Smash Bros, Kirby 64. Um, they did all the way into like the Wii, but that was mainly Kirby stuff. I think they had a game just like, the last couple of years come out. I think it was called Part-Time UFO. I'm pretty sure that's how Laboratory. Part-Time kind UFO of like, 2020. Kind of like a little stacking. It's like a, you play as like a little UFO and you're like stacking objects and trying to not make them fall down. It's cute. It looks fun. I think it's on the it's on Switch. But yeah, all all of those games from the '64 and the SNES that you remember. Um, I totally oh, they forgot did that Earthbound. They did, Snap. They did Earthbound. Shit. Earthbound, and they did Mother Free as well, which was oh, it's cancelled. Well, they were working on Mother Free. But yeah, so they they've been around. They know their stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally uh, forgot they did Pokemon Stadium and Snap. Like you see the little Hal Laboratory uh, logo yeah. come up, which it's weird. It's like a dog with like sitting in a nest with eggs is that what the yeah it's like um like a brown dog that's laying in a bird nest surrounded by eggs <laughs> it's very strange it's such a it's such an odd logo i'll find it here oh there it is yeah all those a- all those egg laying dogs that we're we're familiar with yeah you know <laughs> yeah okay um yeah exactly but yeah getting into we we're kind of talking about it using the uh the verbiage of this being kirby golf and like kai was saying i think sometimes it leans more into pool but kind of the 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 game play loop as ben was saying before is that you're you have a set of courses that you can do and i think it's only eight holes i think it's not even nine like normal golf which is is fun yeah it's, it's it's only eight uh, but each round will consist of you. The the overall objective is to collect as many stars as possible. The one with the most stars at the end is the winner. Uh, each course you will run into enemies. Those enemies will either grant those enemies will grant you stars or they'll grant you abilities. And then, like Ben was saying, the penultimate enemy that you hit will then open a portal, which, if entering that, will end that round and also gain that player two stars. Mm-hmm. Very straightforward. Not a lot of. Well, I say not a lot of complex uh, mechanics, but it took a a while to learn everything at first. (laughs) Well, so because it it starts off like you have the the normal shot, and then if you press down, you get the long shot, and then you can press up to go back to the normal shot. You press it again, and you get a chip shot, and then Mm. you can start doing things like you can add spins so that after you land, you move to the right. And we only found out on the last course that you can also on a chip shot you can hold b and push and up you can and down move it closer to, to get a yeah. backspin it's like back and top spin and then after you do the shot if you've put spin on it or anything like that this meter goes up and down and you have to mm-hmm. have to press a where you want it to basically be how much spin and then it yeah. has a power gauge you press a to start press a to stop um yeah well i don't know about you guys there was a surprising amount of strategy to this game like i was not expecting it no, a hundred percent. I it was it was interesting with this game because, like we were saying, it's almost the opposite of Martha is Dead. We went into Martha is Dead having like this level of expectation and interest in the narrative, and it kind of fell short. And I really had no expectations for Kirby's Dream Course. Like I was like, oh, this is going to be. I mean, it's a game from 
the mid nineties or so. You know, we've played some of them there, and they've been hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, wow, this is like pleasantly surprised. Like, I really enjoyed the the time I spent with that game, well, and like you said, it was like more complex than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, because the the problem is like it's the fact that that last creature becomes the whole. And right. So you so end it's like, up where in, do you want you, that to pop up? Exactly, and you end up in a predicament where if the person you're playing against is closer to that last creature, you're like, well, if I mm. capture this one, that's going to give them an advantage. And right. we didn't even mention there's also um, two mechanics in the game where you can steal stars from the opposing person. <sighs> the fucking button, the sudden, the yeah. sudden moon buttons. <laughs> so the, the simplest one is simply to go over their star, and then it will switch yeah. it into your color. Uh, mm. But some courses, some holes have it. The second course is all about this m- m- Mr. Shine and yeah. Mr. Bright mechanic mm-hmm. that essentially swaps the number of stars between the two people. And the button doesn't have infinite use. After a certain amount of uses, it will go out and not be able to right. use anymore. Um, Kai, you've been very quiet. What did you What did you think of the mechanics of Kirby? Yeah, I thought. <coughs> God. I thought they were. <laughs> this is why I need to warm up to uh, talk. Um, I think the Sun and moon, mecha- moon mechanic were great. I use that against Jared quite frequently while playing uh, against him. Which I mean, yeah, it just annoyingly adds, so. Annoyingly so, and adds strategy. I think the the concept of collecting the multiple stars across each you know round that you play, d- instead of just trying to get to you know. A finish line first or a hole first adds some yeah adds more of what you're talking about with the strategy and like even playing mm. it's like oh, okay i can finish this round with five plus stars and i don't even have to go through the hole at the end right. so as long as i keep collecting you know this person's stars around i can end with more than them despite not finishing yeah. the round and so it's like right. you're always weighing okay how am i going to get to the end of this with without losing or you know ending up with less right. stars than the other opponent and yeah, i mean yeah. i think it's simplicity is what makes it an interesting game um Absolutely. i mean honestly i think now it'd be great for mobile like this is a perfect mobile game yeah uh, oh, holy shit it's yeah, it like be. super super easy to adapt the controls to like a touch screen very simplistic easy to do multiplayer on mobile like i mean it's a it's a great concept um I think I always, you know, I always like a little story. You know, you want to throw in like a little story mode in there, <laughs> play through some rounds, uh, have some challenges, like almost like a puzzle version of the game instead of it just yeah, being like, like like a strict uh, like one v one multiplayer. But I mean, yeah, right. I, th- I think the mechanics overall were, uh, especially the the switching mechanics were like, oh, that's nice. I would like to see it implemented across more levels. I mean, as you said, it was really mm-hmm. only that second world that. Yeah, each like a that. like a theme to them. There was like a theme for each one. The first level was yeah. very like the last one is you know, stripped down. Yeah. The oh, last, the last one was brutal. The, the spikes that you like go through and everything. Oh my god! Like so, there was <laughs> just for those listening who haven't played, like that one of the courses, one of the holes on the last world, you spawn in this like square platform, absolutely surrounded by spikes, and there are a couple of corners that you can chip shot and avoid the spikes right but if you hit us oh my god we didn't even mention the energy so you have energy every Mm, shot takes energy and every star every creature you capture gives you energy 
Right. And if you run out of energy on the next turn, you're sleeping and you essentially lose your turn. And then you come back with four. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the benefits of getting the hole is it gives you two energy for yeah. getting the mm-hmm. hole. You also lose energy if you ever fall off the map, which happens frequently depending on if, which map you're on. <laughs> if you fall off the map, land on a spike, or get hit by one of, uh, I think his name was like Grudo or something, the spiky The little creature. spike balls. Yeah, there's, there's certain creatures that can't be like hit and other ones that can, and that just took like trial and error. It was like, oh, I hit that and I took damage. Cool, I'll avoid also, those for now on. <laughs> also, if you hit the other Kirby, they lose one energy as well. Oh, I didn't. I didn't notice that. I know that, like, because obviously it's a Kirby game, and you have your power ups. When you mm-hmm. ever have a power up, you will swap them with your uh, opponent if you get hit by them, regardless. So, like, if you have a power up and they don't, they're taking your power up, even if you are the one that hit them. If you make contact with the enemy, then you're mm-hmm. swapping abilities. Yeah, which adds and... another little strategy to the game too. It's like, oh, you have that ability that I like. Let me bump into you so I can use this to progress further. All of the yeah. abilities suck. None of them are useful. <laughs> no, that is not you true a, at all. One, one of my favorite ones I liked was the the spikes. So mm-hmm. when you use the spikes, it kind of stops your momentum. So if you're worried about falling off an edge or if you're trying to like chip shot to where the hole is and not fall off like a, a, a ledge or something like that, you can use the spikes and it keeps you in place. I use yeah. that a lot. Um, the other one that I enjoyed which nine times out of ten didn't help me, but I loved it anyways, was the fireball. Oh, what no, the, the fireball was shit. <laughs> what the fireball does is essentially, you know, you can use these abilities once you hit your shot, and then in between you actually hitting the shot and Kirby stopping its momentum, you can press B and then use the ability at any time. Uh, the fireball just can kind of gives you a rush forward momentum, but unfortunately it does have a lot of speed to it so if there is any kind of incline or if you're near an edge you're flying right off yeah. it. <laughs> I mean that's most of them. Tornado. Yeah. The jump Tornado, one. Yeah. So you're, you're going to go off the map. For me my personal favorites I always got the umbrella. Um, hated oh, the umbrella. Oh, the yeah. umbrella. I, was, I thought you were saying that was your favorite. I was like I don't oh, like no. the umbrella. That's a, weird, that's a weird choice. No the umbrella is, is awful. Um, there was one that's like a speed boost that sets you into this like fast roll. Um, mm, yeah, that like was quite tire. good. Yeah, the tire. The, yeah, the ice one is crap. The electricity one is crap. Um, and I think those ones like there is those the ice and the electricity, and I think those are more used as like offensive ones. So if you're near someone else and you use the electricity, it does take the energy away from them and also hits them. So if they are near a ledge or they are near spikes, you can kind of bump them into something else. Okay, and they'll take that even more damage yeah. too. Um, yeah. For me though, my favorite was what like top two was the rock. Uh, the rock ability is good. awesome. Because mm-hmm. the porcupine is good because it gives you a spike. So if the Kirby hits you, they lose energy. The problem with the porcupine is that if you have momentum, it does slow you down, but it isn't instant. So mm, there were times yeah. where I'd gone up an incline and was worried about falling off. So I tried to porcupine and it slowed me down a bit, but I still carried on. The rock dropped straight down. And see, like, I have that exact thought, but like opposite. You know, I've. I use the porcupine if I was like falling off a ledge or going somewhere and it does have like if you are doing a chip shot it doesn't just drop you immediately there is a little bit of like layover that happens Mm -hmm. but uh, I noticed in the rock trying using it if you are on an incline the rock will slide down where the the porcupine doesn't so I know it's like oh I'll just stop myself from falling and I still slide would fall off a ledge because the incline where the, the porcupine sticks you to the side of it. 
Um, but the best one by far, I don't know if you got it in your playthrough, the best one by far is the UFO. The UFO I is I never got the UFO. Brilliant. Interesting. So, Tornado is a good one. Um, yeah. It, it's hit or miss because Tornado will knock the Kirby flying and take energy off of them. But, but it's also UFO... like crazy that you can't control the movement of the ufo no, i mean you, sorry the the tornado you can try and move it left and right but it's very hard it's not very uh it's not it doesn't work very well no. <laughs> but the the ufo is a 10 second power up where kirby flies in a ufo at whatever height you press b um and then you use left Shit. and right to turn yourself at a 90 degree angle and you can just go where you want to um so oh, that's genius i did not experience it. i played this so many times i never got the ufo it was only on the last course that i got the ufo mm. and i was like this is fucking brilliant because i i did it on the floor because ellie was like five or six stars ahead of me and i had this ufo and i just went around <laughs> with the ufo and got like three of her stars oh um, man so many so many instances but, of that happening oh and then when i i went up an incline and I was like, oh, I want to use the UFO. I pressed B, but I stayed at that height. Oh, so I was, I was going around at that height on the UFO, which meant that I could stop myself going off of the ledge that I was about to fall off of. So I flew myself back onto the course and like came oh, that's down. that's genius. Oh, yeah. I never experienced that. That's crazy. The UFO that is... would have been very like, helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the many times of us falling, falling off the ledge. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean... I'm trying to think what other... The other thing that surprised me, I don't know if you guys picked mm. up on this, is there's a surprising amount of physics to this game. Yeah. Like, like I didn't expect it. I thought it was a 94 SNES game, but there is, like, there's momentum. Uh, Ellie accidentally discovered that if you put front spin on Kirby and hit water, he will spin off the water and bounce because there are, like, pools of water. Oh, yeah, interesting so i didn't know that because i was just you once you hit the water you kind of just fall into the water yeah and if you if you're in the water it's similar to in golf like it's it takes some of the air power out of your shot so you won't go right. as far um but no she put front spin on it and accidentally did less power than she wanted landed on the water and bounced and bounced out, like off the water and carried on going that's that's kind of crazy I and mean, there's, there's other like environmental i guess hazards like that too because they're sand and the sand mm -hmm. just completely destroys your momentum. Oh yeah. So if you're if you're rolling through and you hit the sand, it's almost like an immediate stop. There's this like grass that has arrows pointed in a certain direction, and if you're rolling against those arrows, it's not as much as sand, but it is going to slow that forward momentum. It also it doesn't stop you. you. Right. Yeah. So if you go to, with with the arrows, it does give you a little bit of boost going forward too. Yeah. Now I I tried to go across it, so they were they were pointing to the right. Oh, interesting. And I tried to go up, and they pushed me over to the right. It was only slightly, but they put it pushed right. me over. Uh, there's also air vents that will lift you. Oh my gosh! Oh, the fucking air vents. <laughs> well, there's a there's a round that Kai and I played, and there's there's a there's a vent that's kind of like tucked away in this like surrounded by kind of inclines, mm -hmm. and he got into it and then used the ice power, which does hit enemies but it doesn't like, give you slide a little bit and so he just kept sliding down hitting the air vent sliding and oh. hitting the air vent and it was like five minutes of just, i was just watching this to the point where we thought like did we just like <laughs> break the game like are, yeah the game it's okay? like you can end up in these situations uh there's one of the courses where um it's essentially just a long rectangle that is Ooh, yeah. bumpy and it has these mm. green gel pads <clears throat> at either side and when you hit a gel pad, you will bounce 
and you know, there were times where I just kept bouncing against opposite gel pads, bouncing backwards and forwards until I lost <laughs> momentum and then gradually stopped in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I remember seeing it on like a, on the Grump Stream course, especially where they had like a hundred courses. There were times where like especially aaron it was always aaron for some reason seemed to Fucking get stuck area. in these loops where he was just bouncing backwards and forwards and there are also arrows on the floor that will push you in a certain way with a little mm. bit of speed there are boost pads that give you an absolute like fucking rocket of speed boost and send you flying yeah. so most of the time off ledges or yes. into enemies yes. that you off don't the, want off, to the, off the course yes yeah exactly uh, I want to talk a little bit about the, the, the ability swap thing because, mm -hmm. like you said, it does add a, an interesting level of strategy to it. Uh, I played this with my wife, Sarah, and she actually ended up really enjoying it. Like, we played a lot of this game, which is like, let's play Kirby's Dream Course again. So it was really <laughs> fun to have her get into this game and it'd be competitive. Uh, but like when Kai and I was playing last night, one of the, the strategies that you could use is just like, oh, I'm just going to let him collect all the stars and then i'll hit the button when he does and i was like i didn't i didn't fucking think about that like when we were playing we were just each like when me and my wife were playing we were just each collecting stars and then if we one of us was behind or something like oh i'm gonna hit the button so i can take all your stars yeah. guys just like no i'm gonna let you collect all the stars and i'll just switch the button when you do and i was like god yeah fuck, god damn it <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk about that a bit more later on because that was one of the things that caused arguments in my household because yeah that was especially on that second world where it revolves so solely around that button um that was a big point of contention oh, yeah. oh it really was jesus but did you know did, i don't know if you happened to you when you ability swap right so mm. you you can you can use even if you use your ability after you ability swap or gain a new ability you can, you can use it again use it. Mm -hmm. so there were instances where i would um, oh, my other favorite ability tied with the UFO is the fucking Kirby super jump fin where he just throws his yeah, hands to the I side and jumps up I, in the air. I love that one too. Especially yeah, on animation. some of the, like, the late... Yeah, the animation is adorable, but yeah. especially in some of the later levels that have like... They'll, they'll start to add a sense of verticality. Like mm -hmm. being able to just like launch yourself up there is really nice. Yeah, it's brilliant. So I remember using that to get some distance on my shot, hitting Ellie who had the tornado ability and then i was able to tornado and get towards the hole because the hole had been opened up ready for the end of the course yeah so that's kind of cool because it means that you can because you start to learn like oh okay the enemy that looks like a beyblade i'm i'm insistent that was a beyblade you know the fire guy that gives you the fire ability yeah it looks like it's, a fucking Beyblade. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned this because I was just telling Kai last night. There's actually a Beyblade game on GBA that we used to play that looks exactly it looks just like this. Like, this. like yeah. it looks oh, just shit. like it looks just like. I mean, it's the mechanics are kind of like keep the Beyblade on the track, so it's not it's not similar in gameplay, but in like the stylistic yeah. and art style, it looks just like this. <laughs> That's crazy, but yeah. So you can like you can sort of chain these fins where you're like, okay, I'm gonna go and get this, and then. There's mm. also a creature that gives you a random ability. Like you'll I don't hit know it. what it is. It's like a little like vending machine guy or something like that. Has a question mark I on his belly. Yeah. I think, yeah, he's got like this um it's like a roller with question marks on and it goes around. When you hit him, you get this like um fruit like machine, of all slot abilities, machine yeah. ability. Um and you press A to stop it and you'll get a random ability. But it right. means you can do things like you can 
try your luck and you can use an ability to get to him and then hope you get an ability to extend your shot and like carry right. on somewhere else with the ufo ability did you get that from the random one or did you get that from the little ufo guy that was in like the very last level it was from the oh UFO guy, i see yeah in, in those that, like, in that above yeah, yeah in that round that ufo guy always ended up being our you know the, the one that turned into the, the portal like we always got everything else before yeah. him so and then neither of us wanted portal. to deal with him really. i got yeah. that bucket I got that accidentally because I got one of the creature because he was like there was like an incline either side mm. and then a, f a flat ledge and yeah. then he was hovering above that ledge quite high in the air yeah and there's um, spikes on both sides of him too yeah and I managed to have that jumping ability and got near him and was like oh I wonder if I can get him with the jump jumped got him and I was like oh okay right that's cool I tried to get him with a trip shot, uh, with a chip shot, and the chip shot doesn't seem to go like just high enough. high enough. You have to like use the ledges to try and like get some verticality on it and get some high yeah, time and get yeah, him. We never, we never really tried. I just assumed like, yeah, that guy's too high, and we're not gonna be able to get him. We'll just get everything out. Too distracted by all the other things and trying to beat I mean, each other, only, especially like the ladder alone. Not only to mention, I mean, one of the things is that this game doesn't do well is depth perception literally no oh, yeah. perception yeah. yeah so like the only way you know that where that guy sits the ufo because he sits above the map is the shadow that's cast and so i wasn't paying attention so he looks like he's like sitting over to the right oh, yeah exactly <laughs> and i was like i don't know how you get that that person and then i realized that the shadow was shifted over like a weird pedestal that ramps up and i was like oh he's in the air that's weird. None of the yeah. other enemies are like that. Yeah. Okay. He's the he's the only one, I think. He is the only yeah. one. Yeah. Other than the um, there's some of those spike dudes that float in the air, and all oh, the ones that the, like go up and down, that kind of yeah, like the, go towards the, the ground. The cloud and lightning up. guy floats as well. Cracko, I think it's Cracko. Cracko, Cracko. No, Cracko's that fucking <laughs> shitty thief guy from Super Mario RPG, isn't he? Yeah. The one who stole Was all it? our inventory. Was it in Croco? Yeah, yes. I'm pretty sure it's Croco. But um, I can't remember what I was going to say now. Oh, yeah, I ended up... Did you guys do this? I don't know. I ended up using the shadows as a guide. So the, the game will show you like the where your shot's going to go. But mm. if you're doing a chip shot, it will do like a shadow underneath each of the lines on the shot. So I could see if I was lined up perfectly over oh, the hole. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And one thing that we we did as well, and when you when you start each round of this, uh, you will first roll a dice to see which one of the two of you will go first, mm -hmm. and then you can change the difficulty of certain aspects to it. You can change the, the handicap. Right. You can change the chip shots to be a little harder. You can change the. Um, I think one of them is like marker speed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so, so when when you do it when you do a chip shot, it also shows like the two other places you'll bounce afterward, and you can turn that to be just your first bounce. So it doesn't show you the rest of your bounces that you're going to do. Oh. And then the last one is the speed, because when you're using your power or when you're doing a chip shot and trying to add backspin or front spin to it, that thing goes incredibly. Because that's what we played out. We put it on the hardest difficulty, and it is oh, so okay. fast. It's I wild. stayed on. I stayed on base. I just kept with the as it comes. Yeah. We did the hardest difficulty on the bounce amount and the speed. Yeah. Then we left the first yeah. one on easy, um, which is, yeah. yeah, it's just how hard your uh, chip shots go or how hard the marker is showing your chip shots mm -hmm. going. But, so we left that on easy, but mm -hmm. 
I mean, it was fun. It's it's more fun the more like difficulty you add on it, especially like once you get the base mechanics down. I think just like okay, yeah. we're just gonna fuck with each other now and see how hard we can make this and <laughs> see. How. Yeah. And so a lot of bouncing yeah. off of you know the map because you don't know where well, the like, fuck you're gonna go. Playing playing. Right, and then playing, like, the worlds in order definitely helps, too. Like, if you start with, I think it's, like, Wispy mm-hmm. Woods or something like that. Mm-hmm. If you start with that and go forward, like, they, they definitely are, like, introduction worlds. And, like, now we add a little more complicated gameplay, a little more environmental mechanics. So doing that definitely helps you kind of get your feet wet on how this game works and its mechanics and everything. What doesn't Rune help is the really shit, um, like, introduction videos of the Kirby's... Like, oh, I skip them. Fucking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there's ones where, like, it, it will be something so obvious. Like, one of them with the Krakow, mm-hmm. one of the Kirby's goes underneath it and gets struck by lightning, and then is like, oh, it's like all sort Don't of Don't touch up the lightning. It's like, yeah, who, who would have guessed? Holy shit. Yeah. Maybe hey, the lightning gives you power up. Yeah, what if you get the lightning power up? And that's you turn into Zeus. Krakow. No, you turn <laughs> into Krakow. Oh, and then you, you can just oh, fly around. Out. You can just fly around as Krakow, killing it. And then just like electrocuting things. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I had. Not like a ton of issue with because, like, once I played a little bit, I kind of got it. But the controls aren't like super tight either, you know. Ooh, like Ben was saying, yeah. like, moving the analog stick up and down changes your shot, whether it's the, the normal shot, the long shot, or the chip shot. And then the left and right controls are inverted, so moving the analog stick left and right moves Kirby left and right. Uh, is your, was your controls not inverted? So, I, I didn't use the analog stick. And oh. I specifically said to Ellie, don't use the analog stick because it's a SNES game. So I was like, we're going to use the D-pad because otherwise it's just going to be that. fucking hard. Well, we were just playing with like uh, like the little bar. Yeah, we were playing Joy-Cons with half and... of the Joy-Con. So. Oh, right. Well, the, so the, the, thin... the D-pad is the, all your buttons right. and everything like that. Because basically, I, I don't know if it's inverted, but what it does is when you move left and right, it moves it relative to the direction that Kirby is facing. Mm-hmm. So... If oh, Kirby, that makes sense. If Kirby's facing a certain way and you want to turn right, you might have to turn Kirby left because the way that he's looking, yeah, it's done. It, it's very confusing like that because you're like, oh well, it's right on the screen, but, but it's, Kirby's it's, it, orientation is left. Right, wherever Kirby is looking, that's the direction that yeah, he's going to. Yeah. Uh okay, I see. Um, but yeah, doing that on an analog stick and accidentally moving left to right or accidentally like. Okay, I have my chip shot. Now I just want to move to the right a little bit, and then changing back to your regular shot. You're like, okay, this is this is not working for me. Yes, yeah, so I was I was playing with both Joy Cons, and Eddie was playing with the Pro Controller, mm. and uh, oh, Joy Con drift nearly fucked me up so many times. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> just because, like you said, like with that, like it would because my Joy Con drift is to the left, so okay. it, it pulls my analog stick to the left. So there were so many times when I was trying to line up a shot and Kirby would start to slowly drift one direction. The greatest always... handicap of them all. The oh, mate. <laughs> and it always you want a real challenge to... for your game, play with, play with Joy-Con trips. <laughs> it always seemed to be, just as I was about to press A to confirm my power, 
like uh, my hand would be going over to press A and he would start to drift and I'd be like oh, for fuck's sake okay I'll move this back oh that's awful that sounds, I think, like, that after, sounds interesting yeah I think after like maybe an hour of play it becomes natural yeah 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 and you do kind of it's weird because like you said the depth perception is weird because it is this isometric um it is this isometric view and they've tried to add depth with the different ledges and the characters hovering and stuff yeah. um and that's when i just started to rely on the shadows like come the end of the first world i was just like okay the the shadows from the markings and the shadows from the creatures and stuff is is how i'm gonna get around this yeah it, it's kind of the best way to kind of gauge where you are on the map and where everything else is because trying to rely on your own eyes and the depth perception is like yeah okay you're just gonna miss cool so, especially when you're close to things like i've definitely been like something relatively close to me and i thought like my line was lined up and i hit the shot and i just like go right past it and i was like okay cool <laughs> that's yeah. fun yeah i'm curious because i'm assuming um kai i'm assuming you only played this with jared mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah. i'm I'm curious, this might be more for sort of me and Jared then, like how did your other half get on with this Jared? Because she's not massive on games, is she? Yeah, she's does it plays a little bit, but not like not a ton. And especially like older stuff like this, most of the time they're fairly difficult in just because of the age of the game and everything. Um, but I think, you know, Kirby's Dream Course is I think with its simplicity holds up pretty well. And once we had that like first hour of gameplay, like she got it and it was fun. And now we're still like, even though we're like done with the games, like let's play some Kirby's Dream Cars. And I was like, cool, yeah, let's do it. And it's kind of like a yeah. fun, almost like a fun little party game. Almost. Yeah. You just like play it for like an hour or so. Now, you, you, if you've played it, like the length that we've played it, you've experienced pretty much everything. You've experienced everything the game has for you. And then that's, that's really it. It feels like the mini game of a Kirby game. Yeah. 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 It definitely. And that's fine. And that works. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, my, my experience because i played with ellie she's getting into games more now um mm -hmm. she's currently on her like third quote-unquote actual game um she's playing real, uncharted real gamer yeah she's playing uncharted 4 at a minute having done oh. god oh, having done guardians and spider-man um so she she's she's getting there in terms of controls and getting things down and stuff but even she managed to pick up on it quite quickly there yeah. was still early on she was still like okay right because you can move the camera around and free look at the course and work out where you want to yeah. go so there yeah. were certain times where she was like okay what button's the camera and what but like you said after like an hour or so it was intuitive and she knew she was like okay right i'm gonna do this chip shot and spin this way <laughs> and like and she yeah. absolutely that that third world Oh uh, no, the last world, sorry. She absolutely destroyed me. She ended up winning the entire world, like oh, seven damn. seven or eight stars ahead. She absolutely ruined me. I think what what helped too is like we both didn't know how to play this, so it was kind of both of yeah. us learning this and experiencing it together. And I think like, oh, okay, I I learned I can do this and I now you can use that to, you know, like you said, bounce off the water and stuff like that so it was like f cool finding those things together and, and learning about it and i think that helped with the experience too I, I sent you a screenshot ben but the very first game that we had played we ended in a draw we both got the exact same score yes. yeah i, remember, I was getting messages from you i was like oh dude this is getting tense marriage is on the line <laughs> and then you ended up drawing like 22 or 
and we're like, okay, I guess we'll, I guess we'll stay together. I guess we'll. There's no, there's no need for any of that. Yeah. Couples who dream course together stay together. Hey, mate. Play some Kirby's dream course, people. But in terms of like mechanics and that, I think, I think that's it, really. I think. I mean, Kirby's dream course is is relatively straightforward, and like you said, it's simple. It's not super complicated in all the things that it does. It does a little bit of things. It's not like. I mean, like I said, with the Game Grumps version, there's like a hundred or so new courses. But I mean, with this, there's four worlds, and you do eight holes in each one, and that's pretty much it. That's all that the game has to provide. I'm not gonna lie, I would, I would love, I would love a new version of this game. Absolutely, more more courses, more like mm -hmm. is more is depth how important? <laughs> right, more depth perception. <laughs> How important is like the the Kirby like nomenclature to this? Because I have seen people were talking about in our Discord that there's games that are kind of like a spiritual successor of this that aren't Kirby, but they're doing what Kirby's Dream Course does. Is is the Kirby the important part and what makes it kind of compelling, or is it important? <laughs> yeah, I for me personally, I got to agree with Kai. Like it's it's more about the gameplay. Like don't get me wrong, mm. there are there are times when I look and I'm like, oh, like the animation of him jumping, fucking adorable. Right. But at the yeah. same point, I don't need that in my game per se. As long as it's right. got that, that like, I, I, it feels weird calling it strategy, but it is like that strategy to There's it. There's a little bit and, of strategy to it, yeah. Yeah, like the, the mechanics of like, oh, okay, I've got the ability, I can swap ability, things like that. Like, yeah. I'm here for the gameplay. I'm yeah. sure there, no, are, I'm I, sure there are people that are drawn to it because it's Kirby, but. Right, I think I fall into both of those categories. I think that obviously the the gameplay is what's interesting too, but I think it being Kirby adds like a level of charm, and people would probably go to this more than a spiritual successor because it is Kirby. Obviously, Kirby is well more more well known than than something yeah. else. It would also yeah. be interesting to see. I, I guess it kind of is. Uh, I was going to say it'd be interesting to see because the whole idea of Kirby is that he like eats fins, doesn't he? Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see if like an updated version of Kirby Golf could incorporate that in some way. Like I guess I guess you collecting the creatures is kind of like, oh, he's that's, eaten this creature and got the ability. That's, but... that's kind of what I was thinking is like that's like this version of like Kirby absorbing the ability, like just running through mm -hmm. the enemy or hitting a partner and swapping. That's the, that's this game's version of that. But it would be interesting to see if a modern version could add like some sort of environmental mechanic to that where there's a part of the environment that you have to get through by like having a specific ability so you have to get that ability and then that, almost that like a like a like a mini golf element you know like the obstacles right. on mini golf and stuff like that well that that brings up an interesting conversation too because we, we kind of already talked about like depth perception but is there anything like that you think a, a a newer version of this or like a remake or whatever could add on to benefit the the, the overall experience I... More Kirby's. Give me more characters to play as. I want to play as I Waddle would, D. I would say go for the um, the Mario Golf way of how that works. So Mario Golf is um, it works as like a three D third person thing. So you see the whole character and it's you're behind them. But then there's also a button where you can switch to a top down view and you can see the entire Ooh. course. And you can plan your shot that way using this bird's eye view of the course. Mm -hmm. So it'd be kind of cool. I, don't, I guess you'd have to like color code the verticality and be like, like blue is flat and then red is elevated or like kind of. 
because if you're looking at a top-down view, you're not going to tell what's fucking higher right. than what. Like. And, and this one's like isometric. You're not not top-down specifically, but there's a, enough of an angle where you can see verticality. Yeah, but I'm yeah. I mean, something like that would be cool. Um, mm-hmm. And just just updated mechanics. Like I want something new because I mean, the, the fact that they managed to program all of this kind of like pseudo physics into the game on a SNES is is yeah it's quite crazy for the time so I really oh sorry continue no I was just I was gonna say you know given that we now have the switch it'd be interesting to see what kind of mechanics they could introduce based on the switch yeah but I think I think your like idea of like the environmental barriers that you would need an ability to like progress like maybe you're in uh, i don't know like a forest level and after you defeat all the enemies the portal opens up but it's like behind like a wooden gate and you have to have like a fire ability to pass through that to get into mm-hmm. the hole so it's like the two people fighting to get that ability specifically so they can progress into the hole and Ooh. then the level of strategy and deciding that okay do i even need to like go in the hole do i have enough stars where it's like if you end this round first like i'm perfectly fine with that or even like um like torches on the wall or something something that you could if you don't have the ability you can be like okay i'm gonna swallow the torch and i've got the fire ability and now i can go oh interesting you know like it doesn't necessarily have to be a creature it could be to introduce that swapping mechanic right um i just realized i think the big the big big thing i would say for a modern version is theme it around kirby because we haven't said it but the levels are kind of very generic there's just a star background and it's like floating in this weird void that just kind of exists nothing about it other than the sprites says kirby Mm. to me do you know what i mean like it's not i mean even the sprites don't say kirby i mean really they only stand around as kirby's but as soon as you use them they just turn into balls they're just orbs um I, i thought we the backgrounds were like these detailed like animated uh, like waterfalls and forests and stuff like that. I thought it was... Were they? I swear yeah, they were just like blank color. <laughs> <laughs> it's very possible. I don't remember. I remember there being some I mean, kind of like I pixel artwork that came in. Yeah, I don't think Kirby is important to this game, which I know we, we covered a little bit, but like... The, oh, there was like could, skies and stuff, yeah. You could sorry. remove mm-hmm. the word Kirby from the title and tell me this was Whirly's... Mm-hmm. Supreme golf course, uh, and I would be like, oh, okay. Like as someone who's not connected to Kirby, like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. This is a yeah. Kirby game. You'd be like, man, fucking PGA twenty twenty three looks fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is this is odd. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I know that the game is old, but like, you know, I don't think Kirby plays. There's no story. You're not getting a character, so it's like, who who the fuck cares if it's a Kirby? It's yeah. Like, yeah it's I mean, like I think the, I think it being Kirby adds. I mean, I don't know how successful this game was back in the day, but it's the reason why people are still talking about Kirby's dream course and not Billy Bob's uh, dream course. It's because there's there's Kirby attached to it. I mean, the mechanics are interesting with both, but but the, is the that Kirby is that to true it. though? Is it just a fun game with a good mechanic? And if it was something like Wurlo's uh, Fun Course, would we just be talking about <laughs> Wurlo's Fun Course today? And it's right. just like, we assume yeah. because it's a franchise and an IP that people like that that's the reason people gravitate to it. But like playing it, it's a fun game. It's an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. And like, that I think. Like why... Yeah, continue. I mean, I think when you're at, talking about like adding things to it, like I, I wouldn't. 
like the simplicity is what makes the actual strategy of this game work you have very limited options on what you're able to do and yeah. that is good because that means that it's easy to think through yeah. okay these are the different options i'm going to take when you start adding things to it like when you're saying like oh we're you know we're going to lock the portal behind a forest then you have to get the fire mm -hmm. then you start getting in your selves way and in the game's way of being like okay you can approach this however you want that's fair um because yeah. once you start adding those environmental stuff it's like oh well you have a very clear motivation guess... you have a very clear way of having to do this thing rather than doing it any way right. you want to do it uh that is going to benefit you in the end so yeah I, I guess i didn't think about that like with this game there's a lot of openness to how you tackle yeah. the goal or the the problem which is get stars and get in whole where if you start introducing like stuff like that where it's like locked behind a gate then you're kind of being pushed into this linear solution of like i guess you still have options in which like if like how ben was saying if there's like torches then you have some other options but ultimately it's still you have to do this one thing yeah i, I can see that and the motivation just, is the same for every level right like it's like you, yeah. you can expect the exact same result every time i'm gonna hit all the enemies yeah. until i get to the second to the last one that unlocks the portal if you start changing that then people have to figure out you know okay what's my approach every single level and that gets tedious but if you're like okay we have an understanding that this is the goal right um i mean angry birds is a perfect example of this that was something that was incredibly successful that followed this exact same formula right it's like okay it's a physics-based game very easy to understand mm -hmm. very easy to play you have one goal kill all the pigs knock down you know the fucking whatever Fun like for like the fortress and I mean, yeah. that game was so fucking successful. They made a billion like levels of it, and it worked every time because it was like, oh, I instantly know what I'm supposed to be doing, and I only have a limited amount of options to do it. And it's like that's a right. that's a recipe for a good time. Right. It's not going to be narratively interesting. It's not going to be you know, well, that's the not last what of us, but that's not the goal, for. right? Right. Exactly. That's not the intention for it's it. It's also either. what made no, it. I... It's also what made it accessible because you can play it as right. like a four year old and get the same amount out of it as you can as a guess, you yeah. know forty year old. Yeah, yeah that's no, true, I, I, I think yeah. I, I think you're right, and like we were saying that when you play the beginning worlds and, and continue forward, the game is still simplistic, but it adds just enough difference in, like you said, whether it's environmental stuff like the sand or the water or the grass or enemies that are higher ele elevation, it adds enough of those things to keep it interesting as you play through too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think of that. Like the simplicity definitely yeah. helps. I was just mm -hmm. looking up. Um, you was asking about the sows of Kirby's Dream Course. So I was just looking them up. Oh yeah. Uh, do you guys want? Do you guys want to have a guess? Re is so this current sales? Like it's 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 current like sales of how so, much it's sold. Uh, this is um, updated as of December twenty twenty one. Okay. Um, from nineteen eighty three. So the game released in ninety four for the SNES. Mm hmm. How many how many copies do you think it sold? One point three like, million. I'm trying to also think what else this came out on because I think it was well, just okay, a virtual I'll give, console. I'll give you some. Uh, yeah, so it, it's on the 3ds. Okay. Um, it's good to and so it's just as like a ref, just as a reference, uh, 1992 Kirby's Dreamland came out, sold 5.1 million copies. Okay. Kirby Pinball Land came out in 93 for the Game Boy, sold 2.19 cop million copies. But then there were also things like Kirby's Dream Land 3 came out for the SNES and sold 0.076 million copies in Japan. 
Holy shit. Okay. Uh, 3.7 million. Final answer. I'm going to go 4.12. Boy's just so wrong. 0.59 million copies. So 590,000 copies. Yep. This is is what also threw me off. Nintendo Power reviewed this game. They gave it a 3.2 out of 5 for graphics and sound. A 3.3 out of 5 for play, a 3.6 out of 5 for challenge, and a 3.7 out of 5 for theme slash fun. Interesting. That's a very uh, well-rounded review. He also feels a little bit rough on Kirby, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it makes sense, though, because at the time, like, games were all about the challenge and I mean god damn yeah. have, have we have learned that shit the hard way I mean between stuff like <laughs> Castlevania and like people love that shit they ate it up I think it was just like a cultural thing yeah. at that time that it was like oh games have to be hard and I'm like this isn't hard and that's what works that's what, at yeah. least what but, works now right is it's like yeah. oh but this brings me this brings me back to like uh how much did you say this game sold again 0.59 or just over half a million copies basically yeah gotcha yeah we were we were way off um yeah i don't know like did this game's relative success because it didn't sell it like i was obviously as much as the main games have to do with it being kirby you know would it have not seen at least any sort of numbers like that if it didn't have that name attached to it well i mean for comparison right nintendo power gave super mario rpg a 16 out of 20 and they gave this game like what just under 15 i think it would have totaled up to Mm -hmm. oh interesting so they're saying that super mario rpg was slightly better than kirby dream course what what is everyone's opinions on that (laughs) (laughs) i mean more of our community to hate us for our hot takes (laughs) that that's understandable from their perspective yeah yeah it's just it's it's like you said though like it, it kind of feels like at this time Nintendo were doing this where they were just like oh let's take this and slap a fucking IP on it and it will sell yeah you know Super Mario yeah. RPG sold because it was Mario it didn't sell because it was Square Enix it sold because it was Mario look up the sales for Yoshi's Cookie which is I, a I puzzle game a based around a B Nintendo character yeah um, what, but, but going into your take with with super mario rpg i think it might have been a little bit of both of that obviously i think mario's mario's name definitely was the main point in that because mario was very incredibly successful and well known but i mean final fantasy was it was well not necessarily big in the states but final fantasy was still big and seeing a co- collaboration between oh the mario people and the final fantasy people are making a game i can see that people being excited for that kind of collaboration I, I don't know how popular Final Fantasy would have been in the West at the time of well, Super that's what Mario I was RPG I, I, release, though. Yeah, I don't know how popular Final Fantasy was in, in the West during that uh, time. I'm trying to, trying to find um, all sales data for Yoshi Cookie. Because Yoshi Cookie is fucking brilliant. It's basically Tetris. Yeah. What, what um, year is Yoshi Cookie? 1993. Uh, mm, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, it was a similar time. Yeah. Um, live checkup. Live checkup. I want sales. Okay. So according to VG charts, mm-hmm. as as of the eighth of January twenty nineteen, it sold one point one two million copies in total. 
That's wild. 600,000 in Japan and 400,000 North America mm-hmm. and 60,000 in Europe. <laughs> did it release the same year or did it release later? Uh, I think it was the same year. I mean, it might have been 94. No, it might have been later in 93. So there's your answer. Uh, Kirby was a flop. Yeah, which is... Even for a yeah. game with a... Which is weird to me. IP title. But I... I, guess I think so, Kirby's because... always kind of been in the background, though. You know, it's like a less successful of the, the main heavy hitters in Nintendo. There's also another Kirby game I was looking at on this list that was a Kirby puzzle game, so you can also compare to that. Let's see. The thing is, uh, Kirby Dream Course released very early on in the life cycle of Kirby. Like, when I was looking, yeah, it was the third or fourth game to come out. Well, even just like now, like Kirby's, um, Jesus, what's the one that just, the Forgotten Land. That, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know sales, but at least from like general reception of the community, everyone loved that game. Like, uh, I think almost... if a Kirby's Dream Course came out now, like you said, maybe that was early on in Kirby, so it wasn't as popular as well known, where now every, everybody knows Kirby. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, it released like the year after Kirby's Dream Land, which is yeah. like when Kirby was just starting to sort of become a figure in Nintendo. Right. So the right. next year they released Kirby's Avalanche, which is a Tetris-based game, puzzle game. Yeah. Uh, so we can look at what, 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 what that one got. And then we really will have a comparison because oh, it's okay, another right. shitty Kirby puzzle game that they released the year after. Kirby's Avalanche. You said it was, is it like a, hold on, I gotta look this up. Is it like a Tetris? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like dropping down weird fucking goober things. Right. Was it called something else? This says Kirby's Ghost Trap. VG Charts, Kirby's Avalanche for the snares. Uh, Sal History currently under construction. There you go. It was so bad, they don't have numbers for it. They don't know. I, I found the screenshot of of Kirby from that game and it looks it's pretty funny. I'm gonna send it to you. Uh, yeah, it, it did so well. It did so bad that like we actually don't know how much this sold. Yeah, we. I'm looking on VG Sales fandom for like all of the Kirby games where I got the results for Dream Course and that from, uh-huh. and it is the only title in all of Kirby that has an unknown sales figure. Ah, interesting. Look how angry Kirby is in this picture. He's oh, so grumpy. dude, we we didn't even talk about the fucking little animations um, that like they play, like the oh little angry my God. Kirby's. You like you defeat somebody and like Kirby slams his fist on the floor. He's and is, pissed. Like, proper... This is the angriest I've seen Kirby. He is pissed, big time pissed. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I mean, for instance, like Kirby in the Forgotten Land, two point six million. And that just came out uh, this literally twenty twenty too. Yeah, okay, that's why. Crystal Shards, 1.7 million. So, but I mean, at the time, this is what's weird that Kirby Pinball sold just over 2 million copies. Well, there's a thing. I think there was, there was like a, like a re, re, resurgence. Resurgence, there we go. There was like a resurgence games. of like pinball games. Because I remember playing a lot of those for the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance, like the Pokemon yeah. pinball one. Maybe Bro. that had to do with it. We love a my, good my, pinball game. My true OGs yeah. remember the fucking pinball game on Windows. That was like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was... That was, that was a, a classic. banger. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you guys have any other talking points of Kirby? Do you have anything else? Uh, not until we get about the bit... I want to talk about the, the, the fairness of Kirby and, and stuff like that. Because I think some of the mechanics are... 
it, mm, unfair. Like, 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 you, you go into like it. I've covered everything I can on this. Well, so, I, <laughs> so I wanted to ask you what you think about the... Um, mainly the mechanic about Mr. Shine and Mr. Bright and the button yeah. to switch stars with the opposing Kirby. Mm -hmm. Because this is what... Like, we played that second course and Ellie was absolutely destroying me every single time. And so I was just like, I to win this, I need to hit that button. I need to swap yeah. our stars. Yeah. And I ended up winning the world overall. And Ellie got so fucking pissed off at me. So and I'm fucking just, done with you. <laughs> she actually, she refused to play it. I had to convince her to play the other two worlds with me. And it's understandable though, because she literally yeah. did all the work. And then I hit one button and got her seven stars. Yeah. That, that's that's I mean, how it's... strategy works. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's it's it's part of it's part of the mechanic, and like Kai said, that's this part of the strategy. I would think it'd be a little broken if you had uh, unlimited chances, because then you're almost kind of stuck in a loop of just each of you hitting it over and over again. But it's kind of like you have to decide, like, do I get these stars or do I just wait and let the other person get the stars and then swap it through? Because there, we had instances like when Kai and I was playing where that was his mentality was, oh, I'll just wait till he switches gets all the stars and then i'll switch it and then on one turn after that switch i'll go and like accidentally hit like three or four stars in one hit and then it's just like okay well now that hitting the switch was pointless we're either tied or i'm up one mm -hmm. and now the switch is not even like that me wasting my time and not getting stars and hitting that button didn't really play out for me as well so i think there there is situations that we ran yeah. into where that happens and again the switch only can be used a certain amount of times mm -hmm. so if you don't get it on that last one and say like i hit the button and swap mine and kai's stars and he has more now it can't be swapped back and now i have more stars and now i can make my way towards the hole and everything like that so like yeah. I, I think it does add to the strategy and i think it's implemented it's implemented pretty well i think okay fair enough yeah i was just curious because i know i know it was a big yeah. um contention conten yeah, oh yeah, yeah. she, she <laughs> very pissed off did you guys also have this <laughs> this fin where when we were playing last night there are situations that come up where you just miss the hole right so like when you go yeah. over the hole you go over the two stars and they become your color so i mm -hmm. turned them pink and i landed oh just on the just on the edge of the hole ellie was the yellow kirby she comes along goes hits the kirby into the hole right the stars turn yellow but she hit me in such a way that i touched the this stars as she went down the hole so this she went she went down the hole and got the two energy for potting the kirby in the final mm -hmm. hole and all of that lot but i got those two stars because they were my color even yeah. though she went in the hole yeah there was one of the the rounds where our our hole ended up being close to like a ramp or a wall or whatever and kai was like close to the hole and he hit but he hit just hard enough where he bounced to the other side and then when i went to go hit it in the hole i made it but i also hit him so i made it in the hole like you were saying but he was close enough where the stars still changed back to his color and he like won that round and i was like bullshit <laughs> so that, i want to redo can i can we get a can we get a can we see that again yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you've got the um, the rewind on the <laughs> on Switch Online. Oh yeah, there you go. I'll just rewind. Let's try this again. Uh, so, would you would you change that if they was to like remaster this game? Would you change it so that whoever got in the hole just got the stars, or would you keep those stars above it? No, I would. I would 
change i would keep it the way it is because it happens so infrequently and it has to be such specific circumstances for that to happen it only happened that one time i've played through these courses many times with me and sarah i didn't have that happen at all with me and sarah it only happened when me and kai were playing together so i, I don't think no i don't think that's I, as yeah. much of a hindrance to need to be taken out or, or changed at all also i would definitely leverage that now that i know that happens i mean i tried to do it a couple times yeah. afterward where i'll just sit on the edge and wait for Jared to come knock off me using me as a backboard and then collect the stars afterward. It's like, I don't yeah, care about the right. energy. So, right. but it's like, it's here. like, it's something that's so specific that like, it wasn't even replicated. We did it once and then it never happened again, even if we like tried no, to do it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean I, and the, other, the other thing is if you run out of energy, like if you're about, if you have one turn to run out of energy, if you can get close yeah. enough to the hole, then you even have a second chance because you won't get your turn to actually end yeah. up like you're going to lose your turn. So if you can just sit there while you're recovering anyway, then it's like, well, I have the, the chance of yeah. getting it. Well, I can't do anything and regardless. There was there was so many times when Ellie ran out of energy on the way to the hole where I was like, I know yeah. I have two turns. I'm going to use this to go and steal some of your stars before I go to the yep. hole. Oh, for yep. sure. Um, that's, yeah. that's, part of, that's part of that strategy too. Did you but ever yeah. have had an in, in, in instance where you kind of got like hole in one and you swished it in and you just you get that sense of accomplishment you're not like bouncing off the edges at all oh it's so no, satisfying no i i got it on the first world i think it was like the second level it's very very small and there's the green barriers that you bounce off of and i managed to angle it in such a way that i got that creature bounced got the other creature and got into the hole off of the one shot That's and i was impressive. like i'm never going to be able to do that again <laughs> I love I love the the doing the right amount of like back I think Kai did this once and it is impressive the right amount of backspin where like it went over and then backspun and then fell into the into the hole and I was like well I'm, I'm just gonna yeah. give you that one because that was impressive yeah but in, in terms of the stars that we were talking about with the hole I think I'd have to agree because yeah I so <laughs> when I play pool this is one of my tactics that I use is that I will so our pool's a bit different to your pool because you do like numbered balls and stuff so over here we just have red and yellow so the idea is you oh, you are interesting you are a certain color so you'll be the red so basically you break and then yeah if you pot a red ball you are the red color so you pot all of your red balls and then the black and so potting any of the yellow balls is like a foul so what I'll do is say I was the yellow I will try and position the yellow ball on the corner of the pocket so that if somebody hits it with their red they pocket it I get a ball pocketed and I get two shots and uh, no god no, I was just I was just gonna say that it, this feels like that same sort of mechanic where yeah. you're like okay I wanted to pot the ball I wanted to get it in the hole but I've got myself close enough that mm. there is still a chance that I could still take these stars even after you've potted the Kirby so so evil um no in our pool i don't know professionally do the numbers mean anything yeah yeah you're I mean, supposed to put them in, in because ours, ours is ours is solids and stripes and it's very similar like you break yeah. and if you get a solid in then you're solid and if you get a striped in then you're striped because uh, I, I didn't know, know if the number had any significance i know some i think it's like nine ball pool in the u.s is like um numbers one to nine and then you're supposed to pot them in order Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. There are hundreds of ways of playing pool. Oh, there's so many exists. variations. Like. We, yeah, yeah. We, but yes, generally we just do solid stripes, uh, any order, and then the eight ball, which is black. Uh, yeah. And if you get the eight ball in before uh, you hit all your other balls, and you, you automatically mm -hmm. lose. Yeah, you lose. Yeah, yeah. We have that as well.
yeah, Kirby's Dream Course was definitely a surprise. I, I, I talked about it early on in this, and I really had no expectations of this game really at all. And it kind of exceeded all the expectations I was I had for this game, which, like I said, was, was really none. Um, I think the, the competitiveness of this is really fun, and the mechanics can be, I would say they're relatively fair you know that you, you could maybe argue for the, the the sun button of that being unfair and like stealing a, a copious amount of stars but i think that's part of the strategy of when to you know click that red button or not um but i think it holds up like to the point again my wife doesn't play she plays video games but a lot of it's modern she's not going to play a lot of a lot of retro things like she would never play super mario rpg or anything like that but having someone playing this game for the first time in 2022 and have it feel entertaining and feeling fun and it feel engaging and it's not over complicated it's very simple it introduces new mechanics paced very well as you progress through this game and as you learn more they add more interesting things um overall it's just a good time i mean my only gripe with the game was the controls and maybe playing this in a different format or playing because you know they have the super nintendo controller for the switch like even playing it with its traditional controller might have helped with that so it might have just been my experience with the the analog stick that i was using um i think the abilities are fun a lot of them that i use didn't necessarily help me but i don't know if that's more on my skills or just their significance or or, or usage in general a couple handful of ones that i talked about like the 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 porcupine the rock and me just enjoying using the fireball and flying off the ledge just for <laughs> entertainment purposes uh, i think they're fun and they're i think they're different enough to add uh more interesting turns to to the game too depending on like what you get can make or break uh around um weird that it's not nine holes i mean like do they ever use golf like as themselves as like describing this game or has everyone else just said this is golf i don't know if Every, that's a thing or not everyone, everyone else, else. Said this is golf. okay there, there's okay. nothing in this that resembles okay golf. that's that's what i thought i was like i don't know if i'm missing something it was just everyone else is like oh this is golf there's a hole there's a ball it must be golf okay um so yeah other than the, the eight, course the language which honestly i don't even know if that was like an actual like a translation thing? translation from the japanese right. or if it was like well it's kirby ball in japan that's all it's called Oh, which I go. think is I think is a better title to be honest. Like, yeah, yeah. Kirby uh, Ball's better. Yeah, I have a feeling that whoever localized this in the '90s was just like, oh, how the fuck are we gonna sell this, laddie? And they're like, oh, we'll call it golf. And it's just like, okay, well, yeah. it's not it's not that at all. Um, but it, but yeah. I mean, between all all of the mechanics that they introduce, the the different shots that you can take, the different spins that you can you can hit the ball with. The amount of the surprising amount of physics that the game has for the age of the game i think all of it holds up really well it's not super complicated it's not there's not a lot of depth to it i think it's easy to pick up once you like kai was saying once you play for an hour you kind of have the idea of this how this game works and once you've played all four worlds you've experienced the game and now it for me it kind of just seems like something that i might go back to that is like oh it's a fun little mini game like hey let's play some kirby's dream course and everything um but yeah, if you haven't played Kirby's Dream Course, check it out. It's on NSO. It's on the Switch. Play it. I think it was a fun time. Play with a significant other. Play with a friend. It's play with someone that you can get competitive with because I think that also adds to the fun of it. If you can like yell at each other and argue and get angry when someone swaps your stores, or, stores, your stores. stars, or, swaps your stores. Someone swaps your stores. <laughs> Fucking um, goddamn. Or steals or steals your stars when they're rightfully yours in the hole, but. Um, I'm not bitter at all. 
it was good. <laughs> I, I had I had a lot of fun with this game, and like we've said before, it was a much needed palate cleanse from Martha is Dead. So the the manual actually references it as golf. Um, oh, there you go. It says it says unlike golf, the ball cups are hidden from view. When you hit enemies, they turn into stars. This game has a fucking in-depth so wait, story. It's, if re it's reference to golf is saying that it's not like golf. Yeah. That's wait, not an in-depth story. Yeah, dude. Like the so I was looking I looked up a, like a PDF of the manual, right? And there is like a four page story. Like I mean at least got animation, so it's like four half pages. But it's all about how like Dreamland has been uh, taken over by oh, DD and because there is a single player mode to this game you can go along yeah. and play single player and I'm assuming that that's the idea is that King DD has kind of overrun the dreamland with these creatures and you're supposed to capture the creatures and finish the mm -hmm. course um, but yeah it's, it's really cute I, I'm gonna send you the link for it but like the the story the actual pictures in the in the manual are just like normal pictures but the story has these like hand-drawn pictures like sketched into the book it's fucking right. really nice and i mean with, with the games of this time that's where a lot of kind of the lore narrative came from like especially like zelda games if you look at their old manuals or like uh strategy guides a lot of the narrative comes from those things so it's not surprising yeah. that there isn't like cut scenes or dialogue or anything like that in this game that's not surprising at all fucking adorable <laughs> It's fucking brilliant, oh, yeah, right? It looks like a children's book. Once upon a time on a little star, there was a small, peaceful country called Dreamland. The Dream Spring incident was over and the inhabitants of Dreamland returned to their normal, peaceful lives. Every day, they would eat delicious meals and take wonder wonderful nice. afternoon naps. Oh my naps. gosh, this is so cute! It's adorable! Right. Oh my god! It also looks like fan, they, fan art, though. Like, someone drew this shit. Like, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Why do they not have, like, like children's books like this about Kirby and everything? Like, this is so interesting. Because Look at how like, happy this Kirby looks. Oh, I don't know where my camera brilliant. is. this one. Oh. It's gonna be blurry. It's adorable. Yeah, that's a happy. Uh, I'll put a picture up in the video everything. version. Yeah. Right, Bukai. What did you, uh, what did you think? Kirby's Dream Course. Do you know those, like, memes that are, like, the question trees that are, like, oh, like, <laughs> you know, are you an incel? Yes, then you're a terrible person. Yeah. No, then you're not an incel. Like, that kind of thing. That That is how I will uh, summarize this game. This game's good. It's great. It's very entertaining. Uh, the first question is, do you have friends? If the answer is yes to do you have friends, then you can continue uh, on the path of playing this game. If the answer is no... This game is probably not for you. It's, it's... <laughs> you're gonna be like, if the answer is no, you're probably an incel. Right? Yeah, you're probably an incel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is not a game that you know you'd want to jump into alone. You're probably gonna get bored pretty quick. It's like the competitiveness and the uh, strategy comes from playing against someone who you like. Yeah, you have that relationship with where it's like, eh, maybe even a stranger could be fun. Who knows? Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, the next question is, do you like uh, competitive puzzle games? And if the answer is no, then you're not going to like this game. <laughs> this is a very specific, yeah. Yeah. This is a very specific uh, setup for, you know, a, a game. And, like, I tend to like this stuff. I mean, I feel like I've played a game very similar to this way mm. back on, like, one of my original Macs. I feel like there's been a quadrillion games that are just like this, like where you have like a little ball that you roll at various speeds and try to make it through a course. And like, this is a good version of it. Like it's entertaining. I think that 
the mechanics other than the superpowers which are really like unnecessary but like you can choose not to use them so like the rock mm -hmm. does come in handy especially with verticality uh when you want to stop bouncing but like for the most part the rest of them are just like oh this is a crapshoot i'll just to tie it back to pool which this is more like than golf uh it's like yeah. you know when you're playing pool and like you know what you're gonna do and you know a shot like that's normal in this game and then when you're just like hoping to hit anything into a hole and you're just like smack it as hard as you can just to try to get something in that's the superpowers in this game like that's yeah. the level yeah, of yeah, it like really is. accuracy <laughs> and like you're just kind of hoping that something good happens you're like ah, okay it's fine we'll just, yeah we, we've we'll... all been there when the when the pool wall turns into a rock and just stops moving and you're like oh shit okay yeah well. i mean haven't we all um <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, it's it's a great little game. It's really short. I mean, that's the other thing I was surprised about. Like the four worlds, like what hour, two hours to get through it all. Yeah, like, which is like that. disappointing. Yeah. And and I get why you know the Game Grumps community uh, decided to expand it because it's it's easily expandable and it's also like oh I just want like like what more challenges and more things mm. to come up. Like I think that's fun. But yeah, uh, yeah, solid game. Anyone, anyone who has, uh, you know, like a vintage game party or is getting together with a group of friends wants to throw something on that's not Smash because we we know we all do that. It's the only, that and Mario Party is like the two classics. Like all this you, is a good palate, good palate cleanser uh, from those games. So yeah, overall good experience, mm -hmm. good choice, much better than exactly. uh, I, I cubed. Or what was the other uh, 90s Intelligent Cube? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Intelligent Cube. Intelligent Cube was below. great. No, Intelligent, hey, Intelligent Cube was a game. The music, amazing. Yeah. Um, sure. Um, if the music then... is the thing that you have to talk about in a puzzle game, you fucked up. It's not a good, <laughs> it's not a good puzzle game. Uh, ben, before you give your final thoughts, I've been kind of just scrolling through the manual here as, as mm -hmm. you guys have been talking. Uh, there's a lot of things that I didn't know. Uh, you can boost. Not sure if you guys were aware of that. Uh, if you're bouncing off of a barrier and you tap A at the right time, mm -hmm. you will boost a little further. Yeah. Um, when you're rolling, after you do your roll, if it's a flat roll, if you hold down A, you roll for a little longer. Didn't know that. Um, when you're bouncing, if you're doing the bounce shot, you know you get the three bounces. But if you can if you can time your A button presses right, you can continue to just to bounce and bounce until you misplace the A button if you do it at the wrong time. Uh, and on the water, too. You can do backspin, but if you land on the water and hit A at the right time, you can bounce off the water. I knew that the A did something, because every time I was pressing it, he was doing this, like, like, Little, like, like, yeah, like, like animation. Wow. Yeah. I, I just didn't know what that was for. I just thought that was just, like, a weird little, like, flex taunt button just thought that was that was fascinating that all this I mean, i'm trying to see what else uh, we're gonna miss but give your final thoughts why no i, I was gonna this, say uh... like that's that's the double-edged sword of the retro games of today yeah. is like you know oh okay i can get it on nso but you don't have the manual and uh... it does make me wonder just to go back to super mario rpg how much it would have impacted uh, my experience of it because a lot of my yeah. issue was with the ailments and the statuses you could affect like if you knew all that stuff in the first place yeah. um but i mean kirby i i'm so fucking glad i suggested this game i think this was absolutely brilliant uh palette cleanser after martha is dead um i wholeheartedly recommend this to everyone who has the means to emulate it or play it on an SO, or if you're one of these people who has a SNES and has original cut, play it on just play it. Mm. If you can get a hold of it in any means, play it. Um, do, 
the one thing I will say is that you may be at a slight disadvantage if you are playing with somebody who knows how the game works and you have never played before. There's there's a very big sort of knowledge gap in that area in terms of just knowing like, oh, okay, this is how backspin works. This is how this ability works. You know, like when you get the fireball for the first time, you're like, what's that going to do? You press B and it shoots you off the map. You're like, oh, okay, that's what it does. So knowing that going into it, gives you this sort of almost advantage over something else but if you've never played it and somebody you know has never played it before wholeheartedly 100% you have to play this game this is this one of the most fun party games I've played um, I think is absolutely brilliant and if you have mm. NSO it supports online multiplayer so you can play against somebody else online if they also have NSO not 100% sure how you set it up but yeah. it is doable apparently according to Nintendo but yeah 100% you have to 100% everyone should play this game brilliant yeah, game it's it's a great time i like you're saying great 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 little part little party game too give, give me a give me a reboot even if it's just the same mechanics with like more courses just give me more courses that's what i want do this game but in the Link's Awakening remake switch art style like do that and that like claymation art oh, style that would, that would be want. quite cool that'd be quite cool that, that, that's what I want um, yeah that's all we have for Kirby's Dream Course it was a good all time uh, we're going to go into the next section which we will be talking about our next game and giving you a little YouTube recommendations oh yeah hopefully you brought those Ben because they're here yeah, I got them. I got them. We're good. Okay. Uh, yes, Kai, tell us what we're playing next. What is what is our next main series that we're going to be playing through for the podcast? It is the... Uh, I don't even know how to classify this game. It's a drama story yeah. game. It's... Multi-selection, tell-your-own-story yeah. game. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like a mad, mad, mad lib but mad libs but for narrative uh it yeah. is the quarry uh which is a yeah. 20 22 very popular seo is hot right now on this Capital game P popular no we're all about Capital the clout P popular we're all about the clout here i'm a little clout goblin um but yeah we're playing, <laughs> we're playing through the quarry we've played through uh both until dawn and man of madon yeah. uh, not on this podcast but just in our personal life or at least i have uh, which yeah. I both enjoyed. This game is coming out. I saw some streamers play it on Twitch and was like, oh, hell yeah, we, we got to do this for the podcast. Mm -hmm. So excited yeah. to dive in. And now I'll pass it over to Jared because I definitely didn't prepare anything <laughs> uh, to, to tell you how we're going to break this up. Uh, yes. So we're going to be breaking it up essentially two chapters each episode with the first episode consisting of the prologue chapter one and chapter two. And then after that, uh, doing two chapters each episode uh, i split it up that way not for like less content but with this game specifically i think that we might get a lot of variety in what happens so giving us enough time to kind of explain both of our situations both of our gameplays i don't know how i mean again we i've played until dawn and man and Madon, and in my playthroughs of until dawn there's been very different things that have happened i don't know how drastically the quarry can get with its experiences between two playthroughs but give it the time to do that so yeah mm -hmm. that'll, that's what we're going to be doing the first episode will consist of the prologue through chapter two and then after that we'll be doing two chapters each episode yeah 
but I'm excited. I'm excited for this game. I loved playing Until Dawn and Man of Madon. Those were they're really interesting. Until Dawn, Man of Madon. Man of it's very, Have you played um, any of these games, Ben? No, I I've not actually, which is kind Ooh. of upsetting um, because they are very much up my alley. Um, yeah, they are almost like FMVs, but they're not full motion. They're like right. Yeah. kind of like they're, they're cgi sort of yeah. games as opposed to they're like the game version of an fmv right um i have watched uh let's plays of all of them except for the quarry mm. yes um and i mean until dawn was brilliant the fact that yeah uh you know mini spoiler alert i guess the fact that you can get everybody killed or have everybody stay alive is brilliant man uh, and i'm sure we'll come up right that will come right up, up until the end there jared <laughs> my first time playing through until dawn literally until like the end of the game i had everybody alive and i was so happy about it and one one little mistake one little mess up set a series of unfortunate events that killed everybody except for two individuals at the end i was so upset mm-hmm. yeah that, and that's that's what's going to be interesting about these games yeah. is it's that um you know, Supermassive are famous for that whole, like, butterfly effect. And that's yeah. what's interest- interested me a lot in these games. So what's I'm, cool, I'm what's, gone. What's cool about these as well is I think these are uh, good games to play, like, with family or friends. Maybe people that aren't super interested in games. I'm assuming the Quarry has this because the, the Dark Pictures Anthology all had it too. But they added multiplayer where Until Dawn didn't have this, local and online. And essentially, when Kai and I played Man of Madon, the multiplayer is both of us get a set of characters, and when that character's on screen, that individual gets to make the decisions for that character. And what we were doing is obviously we're trying to keep our characters alive as much as possible, but, you know, making certain decisions and uh, circumstances that happen, uh, that doesn't always work out. Yeah, so I, I did have a look because I was thinking of asking ellie about it but she's she's mm-hmm. not into like horror suspense stuff so she's yeah. gonna skip this one um but the quarry does have local co-op as of the yep. time of release um unlo- online co-op is yet to be uh released yeah. properly but is in the plans yeah well, that's exciting i'm excited to play the quarry i'm excited to see how different our playthroughs end up getting Oh, this is this fun. is going to be who... a note taken. Uh, fucking... Oh no! <laughs> I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to sit there and be like, made Joseph. Do, I don't know if Joseph's a character. Made Joseph do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, or to see who gets who gets to keep their characters alive. I'm also interested who who are the uh, actors in this because I know Manamat. So the Dark Pictures anthology didn't really have any big people, um, but Until Dawn had like. Hayden Panettiere, uh, what's his name? Rami Rami Malik, who played. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, in, in Man of Madon had the guy from X Men, Iceman from X Men. Oh. I don't remember his name, but he was kind of one of the main guys. Uh, in the Quarry, there's a couple actors. Brenda Song is one of the characters. Uh, I know there's a couple others. Is it Ashley Tinsdale? Was she in? Uh, I think she, she was, was in, in the, like House of Ashes, wasn't she? Yeah, she was in the last one. Ashley Tinsdale was in the last one. Um trying to see because this one is like um this so the until dawn was like based on the wendigo and the like supernatural forest stuff this one's more like a a hacker slasher like 
1980s well, that's how, horror That's how Until Dawn started, too. Like, all the Man of Madon, like, anthology ones kind of deviated from that a little bit. But Man of Madon and the Quarry, I mean, sorry, Until Dawn and the Quarry are both kind of like the teenagers go to a cabin, weird shit happens kind of mm-hmm. trope and, and kind of themes that they go with. Yeah. Um, I'm still I'm still searching. Abigail Bl- Blyg? Who? She... Oh, no, that's the character. Ari- Ariel Winter. <laughs> the, Abigail was the name of the character in the show. Uh, Ariel Winter, she's an actress. Uh, <laughs> e- Ethan Sup- Supley. Don't know who that is. Um, David... Majamajama. Uh... David Ar- 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 Arquette. Oh, David Arquette. Arquette, yep. He plays the he plays the character in there. He's not been anything for a while, but he was massive in the nineties, if I remember. Because he was uh, he married um he married Courtney Cox, and that's why she was Courtney Cox Arquette. Oh yeah, he's in Scream. <laughs> Halston Halston Sage. He plays Grace Dewey. Sabrinsky. He plays oh, Dewey yeah. in Scream. <laughs> uh Brenda oh, Song. Really. There's a lot of people in here. Skylar Gizondo. Every oh Justin Smith who played in uh, Detective Pikachu, he's in here. T- Ted Ramy, Ramy, they're all in here. All the characters uh, are in here. Th- yeah. Does my camera? It looks like all the characters like a, are actors, though. Camera. What yeah. That? What happened to your camera? Did you just what happened over here? You okay? I don't you know. Fall apart, buddy. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Before played- you were too dark, now you're too bright. Now I'm just red. I don't know what's going on. Let's let's uh, wrap it. Let's wrap it. Now. Yes, <laughs> we'll wrap it up. So let's yeah, go we're going to the, be uh... playing. We're going to be playing through the quarry. Uh, the graphic for the schedule will be up on our social media, so check that out. Uh, but now we have our recommended section. Kai brought the theme of YouTube channels to here. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Kai, what is what are some YouTube channels you want the people at home to check out that you love that you this watch so dis- on a this daily? Is so distracting. Uh, your, your orange Oompa Loompa light. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is happening in my room right now. It's like um, a really yeah. shitty like Facebook filter on. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wait, no, no. You have like an you have like an early Instagram filter on. Whatever, right it's fine. It doesn't matter. We'll roll with it. Uh, yeah, YouTube channels. So many YouTube channels that I I love oh, personally. Yeah. Uh, James Hoffman, uh, which I think I've talked about on the oh, podcast. The Coffee before. Master. The coffee master, the British coffee master, uh, great YouTube channel. Uh, Danny Gonzalez uh, and Drew Gooden and oh, I'm forgetting the third one's name, but they're all lovely uh, commentators on YouTube. Uh, have great channels. Uh, Curtis, uh, Connor. Um, yeah. I don't know any of these people? It's okay. <laughs> hey, it's it's fine. There's a lot of there's a lot of content on YouTube, and then uh, Nick Carver who is a photographer from Southern California, has a very small channel. I think it's only like Mm. 100,000 subscribers, which is, you know, big, but small. Uh, He's great. Uh, He does like very in-depth film photography videos. uh, And I've been watching his videos for years now. He's very cool. Uh... I think that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Um... Okay, I, I, I'll go next. It's I have, powering I have up. so Sorry. much. <laughs> yeah, I, you're going Super Saiyan over here. I can see the yellow and the orange happening <laughs> in the camera. What is happening? 
Um, yeah, I watch so much YouTube. I don't. I, I've I've moved my TV and all that away, and I pretty much primarily consume YouTube as my main source of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I love Pokemon. So for Pokemon ones, Game Boy Luke, Shady Penguin, um, United Gamer, all of those are great channels to check out if you like Pokemon. They all started this new series in Pokemon Sword and Shield where they'll catch Pokemon and then fuse them together, and they mod the game where they can fuse the pokemon into one pokemon and then battle that way super fun very entertaining if you like That's pokemon crazy holy shit yeah yeah it's so cool and they take like the designs from the pokemon and fuse them to the other ones and the move sets and the typings it's really fun it's very entertaining uh if you like pokemon go check them out um there's a series a youtube channel called zeltic which they do kind of like theory discussion videos on legend of zelda and kind of break down very in-depth um yeah it tracks for me pokemon and zelda hey shocker <laughs> uh very in-depth things on breath of the wild on lots of different zelda games so you're in, if you're interested in zelda if you're a super zelda nerd that likes like weird intricate details about zelda i would check out that channel zeltic um let's see what else do we have here most of my stuff's video game related or at least video game adjacent uh oh there's a channel called oh i can never pronounce this right kurzgesagt uh and they do lots of different things a lot of like they have you might have seen them before in like your science classes it's kind of like an animated uh cartoon and it's on a bunch of different things so it's like ancient aliens what happened if the moon crashes into the earth uh is meat bad for like do they do they go through a lot of different topics um but they're very entertaining they're very fun to watch and they're very entertaining and the gentleman's voice is uh pristine to listen to uh and the last one that i'll recommend let's see john John tron's great i love john tron and all his videos his older stuff his video game stuff is hilarious too uh afro senju was the last one that i was going to say uh he plays a ton of video game stuff he loves all like uh dark souls and elden ring games he plays a lot of stuff he likes naruto and everything but watching his dark uh elden ring playthrough recently is is incredibly entertaining yeah those are a a couple for me all right y'all need to take that because i got fucking loads and i'm going to suggest them all and some of them are big and popular (laughs) some of them are smaller um right abroad in japan is a a guy called chris who traveled to japan to become an english teacher for two years ended up staying there he does videos about adapting to life in japan and he does like uh he does videos on some of the more obscure places in japan he does like love hotel Mm. videos and like robot cafes and things like that brilliant channel um alana pierce if you're not watching alana pierce on youtube you should be watching alana pierce on youtube she's great um, brilliant she former video game journalist turned into a video game writer knows her shit knows the industry if yeah. you're interested in the industry very very good coffee house crime is a true crime uh channel that just discusses unsolved mysteries and things like that but they do it in a very uh in a very polite way to the victims of the crime you know like they will go Mm. through the details of the crime but they're not they're not focused on the depravity and sort of glorifying what happened and being like oh hey look at this crime it's more about like this tragic thing happened but it's interesting to know because of the circumstances of it right Uh, good mythical morning we talked about them with the podcast fantastic written link absolutely brilliant jacksepticeye funny let's play i've been watching him for years brilliant 
uh jcs is jim can't swim this is a criminal psychology channel that does three hour no. long deep dives into interrogations and questioning so of That's criminals wild. the guy has such an in-depth knowledge of forensic psychology he'll be able to tell you body language and every single thing that's happening down to things that you wouldn't even realize like police put in the person being questioned on the other side of the door and sit in between them and the door to give them the feeling of being trapped in the room to make them more likely to break during the interrogation it's that's absolutely wild. crazy uh james stephanie sterling they are a ex-journo turned into a youtuber who does deep dives on the more gritty underbelly of the video game industry covering sexual mm. abuse and things like that uh da, da, da. the photography guy i follow is peter mckinnon um i like some of his earlier stuff to do with like not only does he do good tutorials on photography but he does good film editing tutorials and sort of how oh, to cool. shoot good b-roll and stuff like that uh philip defranco because i like news uh da, 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 da. sam woodhall is a great channel oh man it's just it's good to get news from something that isn't the fucking bbc um <laughs> sam woodhall is a editor who covers editing tricks for video editing after effects uh sunless khan is a great rocket league channel if you're into rocket league the game theorists is just a brilliant channel to watch if you're interested in some of those theories that jared was talking about but more general they cover everything and the last one is a youtube channel that i just found called wendigoon who covers um wendigoes so okay so it's 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 re well so it's based on that but it's very interesting because he's like a christian but he covers uh conspiracy theories and so he, i watched one that he did about the like the conspiracy theory iceberg and broke down all of the theories in that that was a nine and a half hour video fucking brilliant uh he's doing one at the minute i'm watching on That's bible wild. theories and to do with like different theories in the bible about is god one god or is there three gods and just a brilliant channel anything that's kind of obscure supernatural he covers it uh he's awesome i'm sorry there was loads of channels all i do is watch youtube <laughs> and play video games <laughs> yep i'm i'm the same way uh the, the other channel that i wanted to recommend too is the completionist gerard he uh, like the the name says completes video games in their entirety as as best as possible depending on the game and it's very entertaining and what he goes through to complete some games is wild and the yeah, he's putting he the lord's work in he, he really he really is he really is but that's that's one last one that i'll put in here i also want to put in uh the needle drop which is a great music podcast anthony fantano uh, how to drink which is great chad chad which is also amazing she's awesome uh i'll add those they're all good we all There's only a, watch, watch youtube, YouTube and play watch youtube games. That's yes. That's what we, yeah exactly there's, there's so many channels that i don't watch that i know are great like jay's J animation i can't remember what her channel oh, is jayden animation jayden animation, animation really that, yeah brilliant yeah. channel i don't watch her content regularly but i know that it's a brilliant channel oh, um, go watch her like pokemon nuzlocke videos they're hilarious and yeah, if getting, you... I think it's getting worse. <laughs> Am I dying? <laughs> if you look Stars like you're like jaundice or something, are you okay? Yeah. I don't know what's happening. Guys got jaundice from the podcast. Is this real? Is this me now? Or is it just the camera? I'm so concerned. 
but why while Kai is dying, I will shamelessly plug our Discord server. Uh, link in the description of the of the pod and that. Come, let us know YouTube channels that we are missing out on, yeah. or if we mentioned one that you love, then come and let us know. If we don't get yeah. ten more people to join the Discord. I'll continue turning into a tomato and eventually yeah. die. <laughs> um, but I it's think up to you. Ben, ben, are you giving us a theme for next week? I Am believe I? it's you. Is it me? Okay. It is indeed. We went Kai Jared Ben. Definitely isn't me. I'll tell you that. Okay. Oh, fuck. Um, I can do one if you want because I have an idea. We don't have to do it in order. <laughs> but now I oh. feel like I have to do one. Now I feel like you're taking my turn. I'm just saying, I've, I've got one ready <laughs> if you're really struggling. Um, okay, I know we all just said that we primarily watch YouTube, but I want to mm -hmm. know some TV shows you'd recommend. What are oh, some good TV you. shows that you've watched that you would recommend to the, to the lovelies at home? That's our okay. theme for next week. Um, specifically series, right? Like, we just go in, like, TV series. Yeah. Okay. Like a TV series that you really enjoy that you want to... Yeah, awesome. Okay, I'm yep. down for this. That's what we have for you guys today. Thank you for listening. Thanks for getting to the end of the episode. Like Ben said, go on our Discord. Talk to us. Have fun. Chat. Tell us your YouTube channels that you like to watch. Follow us on our, our socials. Our link tree is anywhere you can find our podcast. Play Along Podcast. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Leave us a five-star review wherever you can. It helps other people find our podcast, and it makes us happy. It makes us yeah. glad to be here, and we need validation because we're all uh, just sad boys. Mm. So we need Kai, validation. Kai's color changes from a lack of validation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're going to go before Kai becomes even more orange, but we love you guys. We will see you in the Everything next Everything else is the correct color. This is all right. <laughs> I don't just, understand. It's just skin. It's just your skin. You look really tan, though. You look, you look, you're yeah. looking more tan now. Okay, guys, we will see you in the next episode with Corey. We're going to be playing through the prologue through chapter two. Yeah. Bye, Have fun. Bye. Stay safe. We love you. Goodbye.